So just for clarity's sake, there are, there are differences in this morning's presentation and the presentation tonight. Today, uh, Brother San Sandwich is going to be speaking um, more towards the church than the political and war side of things. And there'll be far more time for in-depth questions this evening uh, than there will be this morning during Sunday school. I first met uh, Pastor San Sanich. Oh, man. It, it must be. When was your first trip to the United States, Sam? Uh, my first trip, 1996. All right. Well, how about <laughs> this? First trip to Louisiana. I know you stayed with uh, Dr. Maddox. Yes, it was something like 2012. So 2012, and then on his next trip in um, for our pastor's conference down there, um, he and another brother, Sasha, they came, 2015. 2015, came to our house and ate dinner with us, and we, we played primary hosts, although they were sleeping um, elsewhere. And in those days, my, my house was very full, um, <clears throat> but... Uh, it's been a pleasure to know San all these years and to see the work that God is doing uh, in the Ukraine. Um, and, and one of the things that I'll, I'll say about um, our brother, you know, even uh, Jack Phelps, who, who founded JEEP, which is the Joint Eastern European Project, a group of churches that work together to help support our churches in Eastern Europe. He talked about how when they started doing conferences, how this uh, man would come from um, from Ukraine and would keep, kept coming, kept coming, was always showing up, always being around. Just sit right there. Thank you. Um, and uh, San Sanich has persistence, right? He's got persistence. And so um, that's really something that we can uh, appreciate. So I'm going to invite him up and uh, let him go ahead and get started this morning. Come on up, Sam. Good morning. Good morning. Um, what I should do with this? Sam, should it? Just, yeah, just leave it just like that. And like that, that's it? Yeah, you do. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, first, uh, words of appreciation. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for your uh, ongoing support for the ministry in Ukraine. And uh, I never think, thought, so I will say it. Thank you for your for. Thank you and your government. Never thought so. So I have one more. The headset is that's CNN, so we gotta get it for all the. But that way you can move. So it looks like a big jacket now. Yes. So. Uh, thank you for uh, your country supporting my country, my nation in these uh, rough times, uh, especially uh, since February 24th, 2022, when we had this full-scale invasion of Russian Federation into the Ukraine. So the war started in 2014, when they annexed Crimea, and then they annexed two more areas in the east. And since that, 2014, we have an ongoing war with Russians. Uh, all these years, before the 24th February 2022, it was mainly in the east of my country. 
but since last year, February, uh, we had it all over my country. So, and uh, I have a chance to do some presentation and please uh, don't be confused because it's uh, some of these dates there, some of the data, now it doesn't work. <laughs> Uh, so some of the data outdated again because it was made before this uh, full-scale invasion, and so some. <coughs> yes, I have. It works. I, I just believe me. It works just before you came here. <laughs> So uh, Ukraine is uh, roughly the size of Texas, and uh, the country was uh, founded by the Vikings, who in uh, as far as fifth century they made a settlement on the Dnipro River. This settlement now we know as a Kiev, it's the capital of Ukraine. So the Ukraine has a long history, and then. Uh, in 1988, I fade away. It's roughly the size of Texas, yes. The history goes up to the 5th century. Since 988, uh, we, by the will of the king at the time of Kiev and Rus, Volodymyr, uh, we became a Christians. I mean, so he forced all the peasants to the river, and then uh, the, some Greek priests uh, read a prayer and sprinkled them, so they became a Christians. So the, uh, this is a cap it's a kind of like a my country, the north. We uh, in the north we have a now neighbor Belarus, which is uh, like dictatorship now, uh, and uh, in the northeast we have a Russian, and uh, this is Rivne province, and this is Rivne, the capital of this province, and it's where I live and where I have a privilege to be a pastor of Reformed Church of Christ the Savior. Oh, we have good neighbors on the west, Poland. So Lviv, somebody mentioned, asked me, Lviv, where is Lviv? It's here. I'm from Rivna, and it's uh, Kiev somewhere here. So we are kind of like in between, uh, roughly, Kiev and Lviv. Uh, we have a church in Ivan Frankis. Uh, this is my primary disciple who is a pastor in the church. And uh, we have this uh, ministry in this uh, church, we call it Nazareth House, it's, uh, after the, uh, this group Nazareth, just kidding, no, 
it's, it's of the series of the rib. Uh, and uh, this, it's a daily care center for the uh, street kids, for the kids for, from Mesfab families, from the, for the kids who are depraved of uh, parents' care. And uh, to today, on, on this day, we have uh, 50 of such kids. And all this works done by the pastor, his wife, and uh, maybe two other two other people from from the church. And uh, of course, we uh, we do it now with the support of Jeep. Uh, if you if you don't know what means Jeep, uh, I will say my time. You will ask them then. There's a joint Eastern European project. And you have this uh, nice QR code on that back. Tommy has this so. If you wish to support this uh, Jeep ministry, you, you may do it through this QR code. So, uh, with this uh, joint East European... Can we also just designate... You could designate something using the building. Okay. Yeah. So, with the help of this Jeep, we have this uh, ministry. And uh, to such extent, so we build up uh, the house, we bought that property. 20% of the commercial price, we, we got this nice price because my disciple, he's a former gangster and he has a wonderful gift of negotiation. <laughs> so we, we got this uh, uh, land and we built the house there and now it's sort of a hub for Hus Presbyterian, not Hus, Hus, Jan Hus. Hus Presbyterian which unite all the churches in Poland, three of them, all, uh, all churches in Hungary, one of them, all churches in Bulgaria, one of them, all churches in Japan, one of them, and uh, five churches in, uh, in Ukraine. So uh, we use this building now for the conferences, and probably you will see it later. Yeah, so what else, uh, what else you, you may know about Ukraine? So we have this Sea, Black Sea, and this uh, big city was over one million in Odessa, and it's, uh, now it's heavily bombed by Russians. Uh, it, we have a border with Moldova, and some with Romania. Uh, what is, uh, what, what do you have in your mind when you heard Ukraine? What is known for? Wheat. Wheat? Yes. Maybe soil. Soil. Yes, you're right. Wheat and soil. Ukraine is a for a long time, it's a breadbasket of Europe. So we have a good soil, and uh, we have uh, we are fifth uh, in the world largest product production exporter of the grain. So, uh, so it looks like this is Ukraine. So we have we had ports in Azov Sea. Now we cut off from, from the Azov Sea by the Russians. So we have Black Sea. So uh, I can I can point where where we have uh, more churches. It's some we have church here. We have a, a church in Ivanofankivsk here. Uh, church somewhere here with Ukraine is Dunaevsi. And we have this uh, church here in Mykolaiv. Uh, and we had a, a church in the village here, Pidrajciki, so five of them. Now, it was six, but because we 
in Rivne we merged together two churches in one, so we have five. Uh, in uh, 1918, uh, Ukraine uh, claimed again independence from Russian Empire, but it was uh, maybe one year only when then Soviets or communists they occupied Ukraine. Uh, and then all these years we were inside of Soviet Union as one of the republics uh, in Soviet Union. And then in 1991 when Soviet Union collapsed, uh, it happened, uh, we count like uh, 23 and uh, 9, 22 years of independence. So this is like, it looks like a trident, mm. but it's recorded the word in Ukrainian. It's a word V, letter V, then you have a O, mm. then you have a L, and then you have a word yeah, letter. All these words means freedom. Mm. So uh, freedom is all, all about us. And again, because, because of this uh, unique soil uh, and this uh, geopolitical place, uh, Ukraine were always occupied by someone and the whole world in Europe they they affect Ukraine one way or another because when you're fighting you need a, not just ammunition you need a bread for soldiers so it's why everybody tried to control Ukraine so we in this inside Ukraine we have 24 uh, provinces uh, we had one autonomous republic Crimea which is occupied now uh, life expectancy 60 years 68, which is probably even lower now, and why it's why I don't pay any uh, money for retirement funds. Uh, I suppose I will die before. So 84% of uh, population in my country um, claim to be Orthodox, and we have uh, two Orthodox churches. We have a, a Orthodox church with the Patriarchy in Moscow. And we had an Orthodox Church with Patriarchy in Kiev. So, and it's, it's good for us because while they have a rivalry between each other, so they didn't pay attention to us. But uh, mostly uh, the Orthodox Church treat us as a cult. Us, I mean all Protestants, any Protestant. It's only one church in the world, which is true church, it's Orthodox. So you just should also your cult too. And there are you. So we have a 13.3% th uh, of uh, population, uh, it's uh, people who claim so they are Catholic. And uh, you can read it, Greek Catholic, it's a weird uh, thing. Greek Catholic, it's a Roman Catholic Church of Eastern Rite. So because all these ongoing wars and back and forth, so Orthodox uh, claim this uh, land is there, then Roman Catholic or Polish or Germans came and they uh, occupy this land and so we have this mixture of marriages when the husband is Catholic and wife is Orthodox and vice versa and then uh, Roman Catholic uh, Church they brought this brilliant idea to have this special church uh, which is the Eastern Rite. It's out outwardly it looks like uh, Orthodox but uh, the, by the doctrines and by their administration they are un under the provision of Rome and they have even old cardinal who is the Stanislav Shevchuk now. 2.5% claims of the Protestants uh, don't buy it. It's not true. 
Uh, they just claim, because uh, I, I don't know why, what they have in their mind, those people who do these statistics, but they put in this uh, label Protestants, they put Jehovah's Witnesses, and they put Mormons there as well. <laughs> so, sorry for that. Mostly of this 2.5%, it's uh, uh, Baptist and Pentecostal churches. And we had 0.6% uh, of population of Jew. So this is kind of like a, what we're famous for. So we had a few wars. We have uh, atheism, uh, 70 years of atheism, and it's a, it was a time when the church, church was forbidden and uh, priests were shot, killed, or sent in prison, in jail. And then uh, we had this famous for us, and uh, maybe unknown for you, the time, uh, 1932, 1936, uh, it was an artificially created famine when Stalin depraved all food from Ukrainians. They literally encircled the village of our town by the uh, army and they took all the food and then they don't let people get out for, from this uh, siege and uh, people dying from the starvation. And uh, Till now, nobody can tell uh, you the exact number. So, for CIA fact book, it's from four to ten million, conservatively speaking. Uh, so, think about. And it's time when Hitler gets in power and he just warm up and didn't kill anyone. This uh, Stalin, he did it already. This genocide, and it's uh, it's recognized by few countries in the world. So we had this genocide. So, you see this, it's a, a Soviet, uh, Soviet symbols, and this is a pickle, and this is hammer. And uh, humor is uh, hard to translate, but just I'll, I'll try. So, Ukrainians just said, okay, you may, you may have a pickle, you may have a hammer, but you don't have a bread. You have just death from, from this symbol, from the communists. So, this atheism, Holodomor, oh, Chernobyl, who, who heard about Chernobyl? Yeah, good. So, so you probably you watch this Netflix movie. That's a good one. That's a good one. I recommend you. Chernobyl. Um, uh, it was a man-made disaster because these uh, idiotic engineers they just uh, tried to ex experiment with this nuclear power. They said, hey, "Oh, it's working. Let's do it this way." They just switch some something and it goes. And then switch something and it goes, and it's still working. They say, "Okay, let's do it this way," and they just shut up shut off something and it explodes. Uh, a few wars, I told you, so Rivna. Rivna city is 245,000 uh, people, now it's more. So in our, in our church we uh, started the Christian, first Christian private school in Rivne. So first we have just five students in 2018, now we have, uh, can you read it? Yeah. Oh, good, so I don't need to translate. So this is a uh, people who work in this uh, school. Not all of them. Totally, we have 18. So here is a pastor Sergei Pienkov, and he was a pastor of the Church God's Covenant who joined CRC, and uh, because of he's my friend, student, uh, my disciple, and then we decide. So why we have uh, two churches of CRC in one city? We decide to join. So uh, Sergei, he is mainly responsible for this school. So this is my son uh, trying to be like a cool man. <laughs> 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 
this is uh, Sergei's wife and uh, his mother, and we have totally we have 18 uh, people who works in this school. And of course, as you know, the Christian education is very expensive thing. And uh, again, we are able to have this school only because we have support from the Joint Eastern European uh, Project, which you have this QR code there, uh, or you may do the sign uh, check, yeah. if you wish. If you don't, they will, they will die from starvation. <laughs> So and this is uh, what's going on the study in school. It's the study in school. Again, the study. Also, this is a, a piece of the uh, central plaza in my city. Uh, looks like a wood, but no, it's it's cultured, it's cultivated. This is a fountain, and this piece from the school. So we have also uh, started the scout club step for the children. And it's uh, kind of like a, yeah, it's analogous to your scouts. So on on your left, this is a leftovers of Jesuits uh, college. It was in uh, founded in 15th century. It's quite old. Uh, and it's just leftovers now, and the, the kids just going there for investigating and looking. So this is about uh, our ministry, uh, which our church does. So we had weekly Bible study in our church. Uh, currently we're studying Revelation. Also we plan to start uh, learn Second Philetic. It's uh, one of our confession of faith. Second Philetic, uh, it's a Protestant Reformed Calvinist uh, confession of faith. So, and this is some activities, and it just, believe me, I didn't do it intentionally, but just the Sergei, this uh, other pastor, he couldn't find any other pictures, just, but when I was uh, baptizing my granddaughter, and it's, uh, we are baptizing this uh, boy, it's mom of this boy, in our church. So, we have high, high liturgy in our church, we, we have a lectionary, not dictionary, lectionary. Uh, yesterday somebody messed up and they said, What's, what about dictionary? How do you use dictionary in church? <laughs> Who it was? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it's a church in uh, Ivana Frankiska. I mentioned already who has this uh, daily care center, Nazareth. So it's how it looks. This is already new building in the Holy Spring, in new building. And this is, yeah, this kids from Nazareth, and it's the uh, same thing. So we feed them, we feed these children, because they, they don't have a family where they can eat. Uh, we help them to do their homeworks from school, we help them to study, and we teach them some craft, which will help them to survive in life. So, and this is a leader of ZZ Top group came to us. <laughs> and he gave a lecture. No, it's a pastor Gary Van Der Wien uh, from from Canada. Uh, he's a he's a fourth generation pastor uh, of of his ancestors. And he's he's teaching here about the uh, two natures of Christ, how Reformed Church uh, see it. it. It was recently in last August. 
So here we we have a food with a internally displaced persons. So it's those people who run away from the war from the east and uh, they just looking for the refugee and some of them uh, came to our churches. We, we actually uh, help them to accommodate or we just direct them to toward the places in Poland uh, or Hungary so or Czech Republic so they can find their uh, refugees so this place to stay live. So it's uh, a couple more pictures from my church. Oh, this is this year uh, summer camp. We have uh, camps in uh, tents in the Carpathian Mountains. Uh, this is a building of church. It's amazing. The, the two men, pastor and elder, they built it. Two of them, they built all this magnificent, magnificent building. Everything made by their hands. And uh, it starts with a Western help, we got uh, something like a 600 US dollars to buy a land. And then the rest of the, this, these guys did by themselves. And uh, here is our meeting with the chief of our military civil administration. Uh, now we have uh, this uh, way of governing. So it's, and uh, I, uh, it, just, it just happened, so I brought all our uh, Military chaplains, I'm military chaplain too, so we met with this uh, man in, in a way to promote our church. So we all together we stay here and maybe you, you can you can see this man, this is uh, Dr. Dolittle. Not that from the book, uh, he's a real one, it just happened, so he's two named Dolittle and he's a doctor. He's a good one. So he, he came to Ukraine right after the full-scale invasion and we negotiated with him through my friends in the Carbondale and they just uh, asked if, if we need doctors. I said, sure, of course we need doctors. So he came and he was ready to go to the front line to serve as a doctor, but I found it to be more beneficial for us if we will have a uh, training for the, ch for the hospitals and for the <coughs> tactical uh, medicine for the instructors. So we did it um, all together and uh, this is pictures from my ministry as a military chaplain. Uh, this is one of the uh, special forces operation platoon, which I'm taking care of. I, I mean, as a, as a chaplain. So they're real cool guys. They don't pretend they're really, really cool. So once in a while they cross the uh, front line and goes, goes to have a fun with Russians. On, on occupied territories. So I brought them uh, whatever I could find <coughs> and it's all of them. Well, this is a picture. Uh, this is Dr. Dolittle and this is his son. So and he, he works as a mule. You know, he, he moves these uh, tourniquets from Chicago. So Dr. Dolittle found a, found a company who sell it uh, for a real good price. We bought it. And then uh, this, his son, they moved him to Chicago to Warsaw. And then we met him in Warsaw and bring him uh, with these tunicates. So all of this is a tunicate uh, to Ukraine. And that lady, she is a, a founder and president of the uh, tactical medical uh, lessons. So she trained thousands of uh, soldiers how to do this tactical thing. And you know what? Oh, I, 
I hate this picture. But the Christian organizations sometimes they ask to take a, take a picture what I will do when I got some food from them and then I uh, distributed so they asked me to prove by these pictures. And you know it's like a like a zoo. I don't like these pictures. It's humiliating, but I do it just in a way to give reports so I didn't stole this food or I didn't eat it myself. I didn't sell it in the black market, I just bring it to the church. This is church in Mikolaev. So during the war, this church in Mikolaev, they grow from 70 to 270. So, yeah, it's a, a paradise of war. So people need something, something stable, people need to have a hole. This city is shelled heavily every day. So as far as uh, for two mountains, 1,500 days of war, only five days they didn't have air, uh, siren, warning, and they didn't have a shell. Only five days among this 1,500. It's, it's, uh, it's bombed indiscriminately with the rockets, with the uh, aviation bomb, dump bomb. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really uh, difficult and dangerous to live that. So they, they went through these phases of war when, when they don't have electricity, then they, they don't have uh, water to drink or to wash yourself. And so we brought filters to there, we brought food. Uh, and, and it's a, a people, it's a picture from the past. On your left, it's uh, our meeting with the German Evangelical Lutheran Church of Ukraine. I know it uh, sounds <coughs> weird, but it's a, a, it's a, a Germans, we have a huge presence of Germans in Ukraine in time of uh, uh, Catherine the Great, she was German. Uh, and she was a queen of Russia, and then she she br she brought invited a lot of uh, Germans to help build. So they have a settlements. They build beautiful churches, and we have uh, this relationship with these uh, guys because they are historical Protestants, and they looks like a most uh, reasonable for us to work with. And uh, on your right, it's a picture of our uh, bishop. Uh, no, it's uh, in the CVC language, it's a presiding minister of whose presbytery? Uh, it's uh, Bogumil Yarmulak, uh, known also as a Bubu from uh, Poland. And uh, we, this one is a bishop, a bishop of this German uh, Evangelical Lutheran Church of Ukraine. So we had a such a good relationship, so we were invited on his installation of, of being bishop of this denomination. And it just happened, so I was in the Mikolaev and they bombed this uh, house not far away from us, so I, I took, I just took it, it's neat to take this picture. So this girl, uh, she's 11 years old and I was struck by her eyes, it's sadness, and uh, her father was killed. And uh, somebody tells, so you should be proud, your father is hero. And she responded, I don't want my father hero, I want him back home. And it's uh, on the end. Uh, did you recognize this? Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, Greta Thunberg, yeah. And it's written here, it's a, it's a kind of like a Ukrainian sense of humor during the war. We kill a lot of Russians to this day, I think it's a 200, uh, 285, thousands of Russians were killed in, uh, in Ukraine. 
many men. And Russians, they don't care about their dead people. They just let them. They don't have time, they don't have desire to move them. And then, uh, because of the ruining the villages and people run away, there are a lot of stray dogs, and dogs and cats eat the dead bodies of the Russian soldiers. Uh, yeah, and one good thing from this, when you kill, it's written here, when you kill a Russian, and then dogs eat it, and it's recycling. <laughs> so it's it. It's it. Thank you for your for your attention. <coughs> You're welcome. Please unhook me. <laughs> Make me pastor again, not Jack Mike So I, I just want to say a few things to you guys, just real quick, a few clarifying points. So first of all, um, San Sanich will be with us all day today. He'll be up at the uh, fellowship meal. I encourage you to talk with him, visit with him, um, you know, ask him lots of questions. Tonight he'll, he'll, he'll be available. He'll give, uh, share a few more things about uh, the ministries, but then also provide some Christian perspective um, on the, the, the war situations. And also I think too it's important for us, we, we have a hard time understanding what it was like um, during the Soviet regime, which, which brings me to a couple of things here. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the, the Slitlow School, the Christian school there in Rivne. Um, when, when they started that school, we want to have a Christian education. And so Pastor Sergei starts working on it and do you know how many Christian uh, tools he had to teach kids um, in uh, Ukrainian? Zero. Well, but, okay, you're right, which is sufficient, right? But, there were, but nothing besides the Bible was translated, right? So, so one of the things through, through when I was at Church of the Redeemer in Monroe, uh, we had one of our administrators that started getting on a regular call and helping them with that and prioritizing what we might get, help them get translated, that sort of thing. Um, so that, that's, that's, you know, every time they do something new, there just isn't like uh, the, the resources that we have historically to turn to because the Soviets pounded out Christianity so that there just isn't things translated. Um, he mentioned the Nazareth house, right? That ministry, for a little more clarification, um, historically throughout uh, time, basically uh, with, with the uh, economic depression, um, the godlessness, uh, basically your, your child gets to a certain age and you just turn them loose on the street. You just say, I, I, don't, I'm, I'm, no, I'm your parent, but you don't belong me, to me anymore. And so this is a ministry where they take them in and they do what they can to assist them, bless them. Of course, the gospel is centered in all that they do. Um, the, the church that he mentioned in Havana, uh, France, he, uh, those two men who built that church, and it's, it's done now. He said, oh, I'm sorry, you're right, Podiachi. Um, the those two guys they built 50% of that church they, they made a they contacted us and said we would like a, a few tools to help us with this 50% of the church was built with no power tools right 
we didn't know it. We knew they were working on a church building, but we had no idea they didn't have power tools. So we helped um, get them power tools. And then um, their, their goal then is to take those out the church has done and be able to teach others, give others opportunity to learn how to, uh, to use them. Um, Dr. Doolittle, just another piece of clarification there. Um, you know, when he was sharing how Dr. Doolittle came over, his son was acting as a mule, bringing all of these tourniquets and um, uh, metapacks over. Uh, the, the Ukrainians weren't prepared. Their ambulance drivers aren't like ours, who are trained um, to be paramedics or to at least be a responder of some sort. They're drivers pretty much only. And so they did lots and lots of training. They also helped them, uh, helped the hospitals, um, had no training in triaging, determining, okay, I'm looking at all these different kinds of injuries. Which ones do I treat first? That seems silly to us, but unless you're in a circumstance, um, you wouldn't know that. Um, one of our pastors has been uh, drafted. Um, well, are you... And, and, and in that, we found that they weren't properly outfitted either. So we had to provide boots, uh, uh, UN grade body armor and helmets because those just weren't available. Um, and of course, he mentioned our, our church in uh, Michaelov that's been bombed uh, so very much. Um, so he mentioned the, the water problems, the food problems. Uh, so we've been able to, by God's providence and the giving of the churches, to provide um, many, many water filters, replacement cartridges, food, obviously, gas stoves. Um, because when the electricity's out and it's winter in Ukraine, how do you cook and how do you keep yourself warm? Those are serious questions uh, to be had. So I want to encourage you, please uh, get to know uh, San. If you're available tonight, come back for some more in-depth. And he's, he's prepared for you to ask the hard questions um, and, uh, and, and give you some answers. So thank you for your attention. After I pray, if we could have a few men try to help put things back the way they go for me so that we can be ready for service, that would be wonderful. Let us pray. Our God and our Father, we give you praise. We thank you, O Lord, for your great mercies that are always upon us. We thank you for the forgiveness of our sins that's available through your Son, Jesus Christ. And we give you thanks for our brothers who are already been worshiping on this Lord's Day in the Ukraine. Lord, we pray for their safety and their peace. We pray that you would br bring deliverance from their enemies, especially Satan. Use all of the circumstances in our lives and in the lives of the Christians across the world to draw us closer to you, Lord, that you may be glorified. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.